Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is Fucking, fucking killing, killing Me. I am Rainy. I'm Crin. And thank y'all for listening. We've mm-hmm. really loved hearing you guys respond on our Instagram, coming up to us in person. It's been so lovely to hear that we're finally making traction. Yay. And thank you from yeah, the bottoms of our hearts. We were sending cute gifts back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> um, guys, me and Corinne are going to New York tomorrow. Ooh, I've never been. Mm-hmm. Which, every time I say that to people, people think I'm crazy. And they're like, why? I know. But, but I mean, why? I, just kidding. <laughs> I lived on the other side of the country most of my I life. I know, I know. <laughs> um, so when you guys hear this, we will be uh, packing for mm-hmm. New York. So... Get Stay at us. Stay tuned on all of our Instagram to see what we're up to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Today we have the lovely Matt Landry, mm-hmm. and we have a lovely discussion about a very hard part of his life that he just recently dug himself out of. Yeah. Um, it's quite a bit different than our previous episodes because we really just like hone in on this one topic, but it really allows us to like get deep, and he's really open with us, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. So take a listen. Please take the time to listen to this full episode today and really understand all parts of it. Yeah, here we go. Uh, My name is Matthew Evans-Landry. I'm a Toronto-based filmmaker and actor. Uh, I went to Ryerson for film production. um, And then I've just been working in the industry since since then. Um, Did I miss something in the email? What's the... What cult? Oh, yeah. No. I guess we can just start uh, there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, so I graduated from Ryerson uh, in 2013, and then I went for film production. Right. Um, so I was, like, writing and directing while I was there. But I um, also was an actor uh, while I was there, like, outside of Ryerson things. And, uh, like, the whole debate going to school was, like, whether I was going for theater or film and like how do I balance those things because you have to declare it has to be one or the other right yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. you have to yeah you have to pick something um (laughs) and but like I knowing early on that I kind of wanted to do all like I wanted to act and I wanted to write and I wanted to direct um so I decided that like going to film school was uh and acting on the side was easier than going to theater school and then doing film production on the side um so I did that and then decided to kind of like focus on acting stuff outside of Ryerson. Um, so got an agent, started going for auditions, like booked a couple episodic things, went to like a bunch of classes and stuff, just like uh, mostly like on camera classes. And then um, a pretty famous Canadian actress told a good friend of mine um, about this studio. And so we went to audit together. Um, so it was like, like coming from a reputable source you know and we went together um and it was just like totally mind-blowing like I hadn't seen any like acting class like this before um and it just felt like really uh really vulnerable they were talking about some really cool things I was really interested um I was really scared going into it because it was just like felt like uh really intimidating and these people were working on something I hadn't like really uh practiced before was it like was it like emotional stuff? Yeah, was it like yeah, all... coming from like a certain? What... Also, for people that don't know, you can can you explain what an actor's studio is? Oh sure, yeah. yeah. It's like a, I guess it's just an acting class. So it's like maybe like twenty something or like ten to twenty people um, just like working on their craft and like whatever kind of like structure the class is set up. So like Great. a lot of places have different techniques, different approaches. There's no one way of doing it. Um, we're out of Ryerson. Yeah, out of Ryerson. Um, went to audit this class. Um, and then 
over time, just like kind of convinced myself that I was uh, not willing to, or not not willing. It was like a, it was like a, uh, the hesitation was um, me doing the hesitation and not like the class that was like hesitate me hesitating to like go and practice there and study there and like learn these things that I kind of like were intimidating right. or scary. It was like, oh, I should I should push myself there. Uh, like leaning into the discomfort sort of thing and like that mentality where it's like this thing's scary so maybe I should try to do it to get over that hump to see what's on the other side right Um, and like convinced myself over time that it was me doing those things and not the thing that was like genuinely like you know the uh, thing was toxic hesitating it was not yes I noticed uh, like there was like some subconscious part of me that noticed the kind of toxicity off the top, yeah. but then I convinced myself that uh, it was okay and that it was like actually just me who was the one who was mm. like resisting it. Um, and so it started slow. Like it was only a couple months the first first year I was there, and then it started to grow more and more and more. So by the time I had, it, I was there for four years. Um, you were in this. You were taking class with this person. For yeah, four for years. four years. Uh, and the, the last year, I think it was like nine, eight, eight or nine months of the year, I was like at the studio. Um, and it's day? and it's twice a week for like five or six hour classes. Sometimes they would run like seven, eight, um, and then you would like audit as well, like in between. Mm-hmm. So there's like two other classes happening like during the week, and so right. you could like you could spend literally six days a week there if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people were there like four days a week, three, three or four days a week was like, you know, three, I'd say was average yeah. Four is like, you know, a few people did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was like intensives as well, where you would be there for like five or six days straight for, and they would be like longer hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it took on the, the structure of like a method class, I guess, where there was just like, um, relaxation, sensory, uh, like animal work, you'd have a scene and like a scene partner. And then you would just be working on one thing for the whole month. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the tricky part is like all of the content, like all of the stuff we were learning was good. Like all of like the actual, um, tools, uh, with the exception of a few that were kind of like added on top mm-hmm. were actually like helpful and good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so distinguishing, the content of what we were learning and uh, the the person kind of like at the helm of it, right. like making a, a distinction between those two things and realizing, oh, this stuff isn't bad. It's just this person that's making it toxic and this person that's actually like uh, turning it into like a psychotherapy cult instead right. of like mm-hmm. an acting studio. Right. Um, How are you doing that? So it was... Um, this, this is not like a, this isn't a diagnosis per se. Like I have, like there hasn't been any professional diagnosis around this. So I can't, um, just, is this just like, I've had to make sense of it this way right. where like, like for me, it's like this person is a pathological narcissist and has co-opted, uh, acting as in like this studio as a way to kind of like feed that narcissism essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of like the main tools I think that draws like a really good uh, example of how that's done is uh, Strasbourg used relaxation um, in teaching method, and there was like a lot of sounds and stuff during relaxation that people would make. It was like short, sharp sounds, long sounds, that kind of thing. Um, but there was never people wouldn't say words. They wouldn't like talk about what's going on. Uh, so relaxation 
essentially, maybe I should start there, is a bunch of people sitting in a chair, uh, totally relaxed, um, and then just finding, scanning through their body, finding places of tension, and then isolating that like one part of their body mm -hmm. and moving through it to release the tension. Mm -hmm. um, and the idea is that your body while you're performing should be, the actor should be totally relaxed, um, breathing all the time, um, able to pick up on tension, um, and then... Uh, and then when you are in that vulnerable, relaxed state, you're kind of just open to whatever emotions come up. Um, and the idea is to express those emotions, not like exacerbate them or like push them, just let them come and let them go mm -hmm. um, and express them. So don't like hold them back. Mm -hmm. um, but then what happened at this studio was this extra little bit was added on where if something was going on uh, that brought me away from my body or brought me away from staying present, I would have to say it out loud. Um, oh. whether it's like someone in the room, like I, like maybe I'm like this person who I'm like really attracted to that's sitting beside me, like is, uh -huh. you know, I'm like thinking about that person or like, I'm like stuck on like whatever happened earlier in the day or just like, just literally whatever. It can be like, oh, there's like tension in my foot, like something as simple as that or, um, something like I want to fuck this person right now. Um, or like, just like literally whatever the thing was. Right. Um, and then what happens like once that's out it's like then it was kind of in this space where it was like up for debate almost like it was like people would like believe you or not believe you um and then if they did believe you they would push it further be like i believe you but like what's like what's the real thing that's going on or like what's underneath that or like what's you know what i mean um Weird. that sounds crazy yeah yeah so yeah what happens is like you you're basically just like pushing people into hysterics, essentially. Right. Um, uh, and it, yeah, it's really bizarre. It's really intense. And uh, there's a lot going on mentally. And it's like hard to really break down. But um, I think for me, it's kind of like this. I like to draw a comparison to uh, like religious experiences or even like psychedelic experiences in a, in a way where you're in this completely relaxed state. Um, so you're so vulnerable. You're so open to suggestion. Um, and so when you're down in that kind of, in that kind of state, uh, things just like feel more true for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, right. Like when you're like doing, have you done psychedelics ever? I don't yes. know. Yeah. So yeah. you know yeah. how you have these like profound kind of like right. experiences where you're like, oh my God, I understand like the, <laughs> the whole universe now. And like, and then you get out of it. You're like, oh God, I'm such an idiot. Like what, like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, of course what? that's it's not, yeah, it's not true at all. But so it would, you would, have these experiences where it would feel like you were getting down to like a really deep truth about yourself. Um, and, and sometimes it was actually true, which is the tricky part. You know what I mean? Like there was like, sometimes you yeah. would like just have these discoveries and you're like, Oh my God, I didn't know that thing about myself that I do all the time. Or like, that's like a real thing that I do in my life. And mm -hmm. it's just like, it's so profound that you keep going back. So you're like, what else is there that right. I can know? What else is there to find out? But this person was constantly pushing you to do yes. that so you couldn't tell when that really happened or yeah. when it was manufactured. Well, right. Yes. Uh, so this person became like an arbiter of the truth, essentially. Uh, so it worked sometimes when they were right. Um, but then, like, for me, it was like the, the, the 
thing that made me finally get out was when I, there was like a few months at the end where I finally like was skeptical and mm-hmm. trying to, trying to, starting to look at it in a different light. Um, and a few things came up that were like, oh yeah, like I'm starting to see this like a little differently now. And then I noticed the manipulation like firsthand when it was like about me and there was, uh, this thing came up where I, I said something in relaxation and then, um, the, the instructor was like, no, it's probably this instead. And I was like, oh. no, I was like, no, I don't, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Like, I'm not sure. And they're like, no, it's, the, it's this. And in the moment I was like, yeah, you're right. Like it is that. And I just like, it took a while to get there. Like it took, there was like some resistance there right. and the conversation was a bit longer, but eventually I kind of like succumbed and I was just like, oh yeah, you're right. Um, and a lot of, and like in my head in that moment, it was like, I knew they were not right, but the only way for me to get through that moment was to say they were. Mm. Uh, yeah. And then once I sat down after that, I was like, this is it. <laughs> like, that's it. I'm done. Like I'm out of here. Um, but also, like, going back and, like, seeing the times where that had happened and I didn't catch on to the fact that right. mm-hmm. they weren't right. And seeing other people do the same thing and actually believe this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I didn't have it bad also. That's another thing. Like, I you was, didn't have it bad? No, I was only there, for, like, four years. I know that sounds like a long time, but people were there, like, over a decade. <gasps> um, like, one person was there, like, almost 15 years. Um, and, like, and, like, just the trauma that some of these people have been through is just so insane um whereas like i under the hands of this person yeah yeah exactly um so yeah it was a really bizarre experience and uh but i'm glad it i'm kind of glad in a way that it didn't happen um because i did learn a lot and there was like a lot of um it was like uh beforehand there was always this kind of not knowing about how people get caught up in these things like how do people get caught up in like Scientology or get caught up in religion or get caught up in like any of these kind of like mentalities Um, and then that all became very clear (laughs) I was like like, oh yeah that's how (laughs) right because they all it feels good and it feels like you're making progress at this right. thing you love doing and it feels mm-hmm. like you're working towards something um did you see an increase in jobs that you would book because of these classes no so that's the thing yeah like it felt like progress and it mm. felt like uh, i was being more productive right um right. but like objectively it was probably like not at all you know what i mean it was just mm-hmm. like it, it actually in fact it might have taken away um, productivity because I spent so much I was spending so much time there right um, so it just takes it kind of like hijacks all the energy that you should be putting into your art and your life and all that stuff and then just like sucks it up into this right. studio so um, like mental and mm, emotional energy yeah and just like like physical like time you know what I mean okay. like yeah. that as well but mm-hmm. uh, yeah all that stuff as well um yeah, so it was a total mind fuck, um, and a lot of people got really caught up in it. Um, and again, I didn't have it bad. A lot of women had it really bad. Um, why? Why do you specify women there? Um, I think just because they were. It's hard talking about it without uh, getting into like, like, right details about the person. This person. Yeah. Um, I guess 
mostly because of their uh, like hatred for other women. I would say oh, um, wow. just the misogyny. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, just like personal shit on yeah, their yeah, yeah, on their yeah. part manifesting yeah. in this weird way. So certain people had it really bad. Yeah. Certain people they were like favorite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where certain people were like favorites and got treated like they were like you know. Um, they're like golden child and then everybody else was just there's like a, yeah so a, a lot of people had it pretty bad it's um, also weird to like feel that like golden child some people being favorited over the others as adults totally right it's yeah. fucked up isn't that totally. fucked up yeah. yeah yeah it's a real thing yeah um, yeah but then when you're getting this kind of, like, validation also, it, that also feels really good. And so you go right. back for more because yeah. you're like, oh, wow, this person really likes me. She's going to like it. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't even tell you how many times they, like, told me how talented I was, how intelligent I was. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Thank you so much. <laughs> Here's more money. Here's another $500. That's what I was going to ask. How much was it? Yeah. It was, like, about $500 a month. Uh, wow. Yeah. But it was, like... Uh, based off of like if you're just comparison comparing that to other acting yeah. classes it's good like, right. right for the amount of time you get out of it it's like okay this is like not a bad deal yeah because um, you're getting a lot for your money um, right. if you're just you know looking at the hours but <laughs> then it's like what is the content of those hours right. Um, right yeah and how many of those exercises did you repeat did you get what you could from them What's that in the past four years, like how many times did you do the exercises that you got all that you could from them, and then you would just repeat them? Um, right? I mean, you would do like relaxation was every class. Yeah, it was like maybe an hour every single class. Yeah, at the, off the top. Um, yeah, so it just became normal. Right, like pushing yourself to that kind of place just became like a normal thing that you just did. Yeah, um, and not like this. Uh, weird like unsafe kind of like yeah uh, in your own life mm -hmm. when you weren't in the class mm -hmm. did you feel like as did you feel as um free and balanced as you did like if would you go to class have these moments mm -hmm. and then enter your own life and feel balanced and fine or would you feel more emotional it was like more tumultuous i would say yeah. where there were like really intense highs outside mm -hmm. of class like I would just feel like I was on fucking cloud nine like I knew like I just like had this thing in the bag like I knew like what I was doing everything yeah. was so solid and secure and I was just like oh my god I like found this kind of like path forward which is just feels so rare and like, also the, very Scientology right totally yeah. where it's like where I feel where it's it like is. yeah yeah definitely yeah. Um, everything you do is to like is everything that happens in your life is your what you've mm. done for like if you get sick, it's because you've done something mm -hmm. bad in your life. Because of you, you yeah, which is the flip side of it, right? So you're like on these highs, and then something happens, and you just like flip, and it's just like these really intense lows. Mm -hmm. um, where just like all of these kind of like really shitty behaviors would just like sweep back in. Like I was like really addicted to video games when I was a teenager, and then I just got like hooked again right away. Mm -hmm. um, and then all of those things would like come back up in class, and then it would get out, lifted out of it, and then it would just be like yeah. back in. So it was. Uh, High highs and low lows. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, and this, this, it got to a point where um, this person became kind of like 
like you know you have like a voice that kind of like talks to you mm-hmm. um that like tells you sort of like kind of like keeps you on track or like that kind of like acts as a sort of like god figure in your life even if you're not religious or whatever there's still mm-hmm. this like voice this kind of like mm-hmm. guiding thing um they became like that voice essentially yeah. at, at a certain point uh-huh. um and i think that's like the kind of mechanism where you're just like uh that a lot of people do and don't even really notice they're doing it because it can happen with like most like any teacher just by chance like it kind of happens by chance for a lot of people right but this one was sort of manipulated into being that figure in a lot of people's lives right um and so i guess a lot of like it's been a year and a bit now since i've been out i haven't gone to any any kind of classes whatsoever because i just have come to a new place where i'm like i don't need classes in my life (laughs) i don't need anybody telling me what to do ever again um and you can only have Eastern European men yelling at you for yeah, so long yeah, before yeah. you realize you can't anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's that a personal like, story. Yeah, yeah, I could, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right. And uh, just, like, pulling, extracting the beneficial aspects of that place and uh, just doing them on my own and practicing on my own. Like, I just started meditating seriously after I got out of this cult. Which um, yeah. <laughs> still sounds hilarious to say. Uh, <laughs> it's a great conversation starter, though. Like, oh, yeah, I was in a cult for four years. <laughs> like, uh, It'd be so good for Two Lies and a Truth. Right. Yeah, you must yeah. win all the time. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so meditation has been huge coming out of there. Um, it's been so helpful. Uh, I do it... Uh, Pretty much daily. I mean, I slip up every now and then, but I try to do it daily. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a lot of the same tools and a lot of the same things we are practicing, except it's on your own and it's like for you and you're just doing it uh, because it's like beneficial for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and there's no outside voice like telling you what to do or moving mm-hmm. it in a certain direction yeah. or like interrupting the, the process. Because that was the other thing about relaxation is, like, you're doing it, you're doing it, and then this voice comes in and, like, pulls you right out of it. And yeah. it was just, like, um, which is, like, totally, like, antithetical to any kind of performance because nobody's yelling at you while you're in a play, while you're, like, you know, in a scene. There's no director, like, some directors might, like, say something if they want to correct something along the way and, like, mm-hmm. cut and go back or whatever they do but nobody's walking you through the process no right um it's just you there doing it on your own um so yeah i think for me right now it's like uh i'm at a place where i don't feel like classes would actually be that beneficial because i have like a pretty core understanding of like what my approach to acting is or like artistry in general right and then at this point it just feels like direction it just feels like if I'm, and that'll happen when I have a job. <laughs> you know, there will be a director <laughs> to yeah, do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it's just like making, like I, I directed, wrote, and acted in a short film that I made uh, with my friend um, Jordan, who's like a, an amazing actor who's on Orphan Black and he's done all this, all this stuff. Um, and I learned more from that like one experience than I did probably in like years of studying acting. Yeah, it's just like on my own, mm-hmm. and it and it's like out in the world also. Yes, um, where Real I can life. yeah has a life of its own, and it's not in this like pseudo safe space thing, um, which is like every single acting class essentially. It's just like this kind of safe space to figure out like what works, what doesn't, um, but it also undermines like the 
the risk element of it or like the real kind of like place where like deep learning happens, which is like um, the feedback from like this thing being out in the world. Right. You know what I mean? Where it's like uh, these notes can only go so far in a studio or in a classroom setting and then they have to be applied to the world somehow. Yes. Um, So yeah. So no more classes for Matt. No more classes for me. I don't know. I say that and then I just like applied to the Canadian Film Center for their directing lab. But that is like, so yeah, maybe I should refrain like like dif- uh, differentiating like classes and then um, like these schools or institutions or like universities or something that actually has like practical application. Right. Um, the only reason I'm applying, I just applied to the CFC, which is the Canadian Film Center for their directing lab, which is like a six month intensive yeah. um, where you're just given the opportunity to make a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then with like professionals, like guiding you and mentoring you, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you just have an opportunity to make a lot of stuff and then you're, they fund like a, a short film and the whole thing is designed to develop um, a package for a, a feature mm-hmm. film. Um, so you're developing, you're just like everything you're doing there is geared toward developing this feature film that you've pitched them. Right. Um, so like real world applications, you know what I mean? Yes. Actual networking, actual like, you know, progress in a sense, instead of just like imaginary progress or like the feelings of progress, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, feelings of progress yeah, that aren't right? real. It's a real thing. Like just like chugging back coffee and feeling so productive and you're like, oh, I didn't do anything today. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I cried. <laughs> right. I cried a few times. Yeah. Which like is fine. Like if you want to cry, you can cry and that is something and you should ha- you should do that. Oh yeah, but... definitely. Definitely cry if you need to. Don't cry every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, or, yeah. Do. I mean, or, or do. Or do. Just yeah. kind of like cute animal videos I'm watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happiness. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird how people can get sucked into that. Mm. Yeah. From it's... like a mentor or from like a, mm. yeah, from like a group of people. Mm. And it's, it's um, like vulnerable. It's like a, I remember just like, I kept coming back to this point once I got out of it, of just like how perfect like the chemistry was of this place with actors and artists and how, uh, I don't want to say easy, but just, like, how neatly the, the package of this, like, pathological narcissist, mm-hmm. like, taking advantage and, and kind of, like, co-opting and creating these, like, codependent relationships among these very vulnerable people mm-hmm. in, who are just, like, in a very um, unsecure industry um, and yes. who just kind of That's want some make. kind of, like some kind of stability, stability. Yeah. yeah some place they can rely on to go and they know they're going to like learn something or get something out of it right um, and it's just like so fucking easy for it this person to, like it says a lot about um going to school for art totally in general 100% mm. and like going to a university setting or a conservatory setting totally and yeah it says a lot because i think a lot of those programs can be yeah i don't know can- can be weird. Can be like, weird. They dip into it for sure. Like yeah. I mean, yes. there's there's degrees also. Yeah. Because like, I there are people say a lot of things are like culty or cultish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas like this was like a cult. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where, <laughs> right, right. You're not joking when you say it was a cult. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> the person was an actual pathological narcissist. Um, and and yeah, just like I, to the point where it was like I left for a week to go um, to a cousin's wedding in like Alberta. 
and I missed class and I felt guilty, like deeply guilty for not being there. You know what I mean? For like leaving. Oh. Um, and it was because I was like guilt tripped by this person, by this person. How did um, this into leaving. person take it when you decided to leave? Oh, when, yeah. So it was like, um, yeah, it was, it was crazy actually. It was like the, it, it's so subtle the way the manipulation works. Mm-hmm. Um, because at this point, a few people had... There was, like, a kind of mass exodus, I would say. So, like, a lot of people were out, and I was oh. friends with, like, a few of those people. So they knew I was kind of on the fence, you know? They knew I was sort of, like, uh, had one foot out. Um, nothing was said of it. Uh, never brought it up, because, like, acknowledging it straight on would never... You know what I mean? Yeah. Not a thing. Um, and I did a scene. We, there was, like, four of us doing a scene. It was, like, the last, last uh, day of... of that month and there was four of us doing a scene and afterward uh everybody got notes except for me like they just kind of like skipped over me for some reason which i thought was odd because that literally has never happened before um they just said something about uh me having like a difficult role in this scene or whatever um and then moved on um and then uh didn't speak to me all class like it was like Hardcore silent treatment. Mm. Um, and then at the very end, uh, as everyone was leaving, um, I was put into like this master class thing because they have like tiers, I guess. Mm-hmm. Even though everyone's on the same plane and we're all working on the same <laughs> stuff, but there was a master class. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and then it was like I had just been put in there recently, and so it was like, uh, I almost got like interrogated at the end about like what my experience was like in the master class, as though it were like a favor that the uh, uh, that, was, that was even there. Mm-hmm. Or like it was like um, as like this was as class was over, everyone was leaving. She they stopped everyone mm-hmm. just to ask me this one question um, in front of everybody. Yeah, in front of everyone. Oh, and I, I was just like, yeah, it was good. Like, yeah, I learned a lot. Thank you. Like, I, cause you can't say anything else really. Like, it's oh. just like. Um, so yeah, after, after getting the silent treatment, after they were aware that I was like not coming back the next month. Oh, sorry. I missed a very key part in there. Um, where like we were all sitting down for notes, didn't get any notes. Uh, and then they were like, yeah, this scene's working really well. Um, I think we're going to continue doing this. Uh, we're going to work on the same scene next month, except we're going to have to find someone to replace, uh, Matt. Um, oh, so they knew. Yeah, yeah. We had not talked about it. We like didn't discuss that I was like leaving, or like it was just I wasn't going to be there the next month. Like I didn't put in the deposit for like the next month of classes. Oh. Um, and so it was like uh, that kind of mm-hmm. guilt tripping. Almost. So they were like kind of like calling you out in front of everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Never approached me head on, being like, "Hey, what's going on? Like, right. you coming back next month?" Or like, none of that. Like, if it was like maybe like a financial issue, and you yeah, just, like, didn't have the money. Totally. None of those yeah. considerations. It was just like uh, guilt tripping in front of everyone, being like, "This person's not coming back. We're gonna have to replace them." Like, um, and then yeah, just and then and then silent treatment, like nothing. Wow. Um, yeah. So super fun! Wow, um, yeah, that is so weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely weird. Does it make you question Strasberg method? Um, like to an extent, I think like it. it there's a thing. Like it, I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
how he taught it, you know? Like, right. I think there are ways of doing this in an actual, constructive, um, helpful way. Um, because, like, that's, that's what I was saying earlier, where, like, the content was actually good. Like, I got mm-hmm. stuff out of this that was actually helpful. I did feel myself grow. I was able to explore parts of myself that I hadn't before. Uh, but it, um, none of those things were this person's doing. Right. Um, so that was what I was mentioning before with like separating like the actual content of the work right. and then the way it was taught and like the way this place operated. And um, this person didn't train under Shawson. Oh yeah, that's what I was coming back to the quotations. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they trained uh, under Strasbourg. Uh, so that was like the thing that I would like, when I was pitching people's studio, I was like, yeah, this person like studied with Strasbourg. Like, it's right. so amazing. Wow. But and did then, they like study the method somewhere else? Or did no, they no, they, they studied for it? two weeks. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> so that's not training on no no no, no. That's not, yeah yeah which is like you you took a class once at the actor studio yeah, in new york yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly um and then just right yeah oh total God. charlatan just like just a super highly intelligent intuitive um narcissist who's like mm. really good at picking up uh, reading people yeah really good at manipulation um yeah, and it's crazy also, like, uh, how common it is. You know what I mean? Like, just, like, while I was going through this, another friend went through an, another acting studio, also in Toronto, mm-hmm. like, almost identical with, like, <gasps> this, uh, like, the, I don't know who this woman was that she had an experience with, but, like, the stories we would just, like, sh- like yeah, share, and she's like, yeah, this is the same thing that's going on here, and it's like... Yeah, just like weird stories of like emotional abuse, uh, manipulation, um, certain like sexual things going on with like the, like this person is uh, in a relationship with a student who is, um, I want to say about thirty years younger than they are. Whoa! Yeah, so uh, yeah. that's like a whole thing. Yeah, like yeah, a couple of little tidbits, like a couple of little crazy things where like I'm pretty sure people have. Um, come out of the closet uh, in that class who are, like, not gay <laughs> and are living as There's gay. There's just so much manipulation. Yeah, that they actually believe that they are gay and they're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I... Because this conversation happened... Uh, this person came out in class. They're, in, they're like, in their uh, 40s, I would say. Um, this person came out in class and... Uh, we've been talking about it and I like never I never picked up on it you know like mm. before that I just had no idea and I have like a pretty okay gaydar like it's not <laughs> the worst in the world uh, so I was just like oh my god that's crazy like good for like I'm happy for this person like finally like, living their life like, yeah, yeah great um, and then we got talking about it and I was just like so like what like, like that's crazy it's like l- very late uh, like what like how like, when did you, did you, did you know, like, really early? Or when did you, like, yeah. what was your experience, like, growing up with that? Like, I don't, just, I don't really understand. Um, and they're just like, oh, no. Like, really just, like, didn't even, it didn't really occur to me. Like, I'm like, really? Like, you didn't fantasize about, like, guys or anything when you are young? He's like, nope. And i like, it's like, okay. So, like, this just, like, like kind you, of. What do you masturbate to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, so, and he was, like, in relationships with women, dated women. The, the woman who he dated was, like, very much, like, 
he is not gay. Like, there's just, like, no possible way. Whoa. Um, yeah. And so, and I was just like, I don't know if that's how it works. Like, right? yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you just, like, come to this, like, conclusion one day, even though you've had no, right. like, it, it's it, never manifested it. in your life anywhere else except. Yeah. yeah. And, like, lesbians start, like, dating dudes and stuff, like, for a while because, like, maybe they need to explore that part of themselves. It's just, like, all this, like, personal fuckery that happens and it's like really deep and really traumatizing like people literally had ptsd coming out of there there was like we had like a support group there was like 20 something people in this like support group after they left wow and a lot of people had it really fucking bad and mine was just like my experience was very light in comparison so mm-hmm. grateful for that at least um yeah and it was only four years instead of a decade <laughs> you know isn't that insane yeah it's nuts. If this is happening in more than one studio in Toronto, which mm-hmm. is a city mm-hmm. that's not even mm-hmm. that big. Yeah. It's like, how much is it happening in, like, other places? Yeah. And, like, how much does it speak to just, like, the methods of teaching acting are no, aren't good? Totally. Well, that's the thing. Right? If you start an acting studio, there are no real guidelines. There's no real, like, yeah. laws around it. If you open a group therapy studio or any kind of therapy practice like you are instantly like so liable for so many things so many restrictions but if you just say it's an acting studio you're good you know what i mean it's like it's fucked um so there's yeah and and yeah exactly that where it's like this is just toronto you know what i mean like there are so many places like this and like there's uh even the um what was that one that just came out, like, Nexium? That, like, have you heard about that? No. Oh, shit. CBC did a really amazing podcast on uh, Nexium, which was, like, this, like, uh, I forget her name. She's, like, a, also a famous Canadian actress. Um, she got caught up in it. But it, that was just, like, oh. a full, like, sex cult. No, um, that's the, isn't that the girl from Smallville? Yeah, 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 Is exactly. she Canadian? I thought yeah. she was you. No, there's, I don't know if it's her or, like, a, another one. I forget her name. I don't know. She is, one of them is Canadian, though. Yeah. Um, but it was legitimately a sex cult. Yeah, yeah legit. Just, like, like, no acting in involved there. Just a, just a, like, personal progress, personal health, uh, <laughs> personal growth, slash sex cult. Insight. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Didn't yeah, it, like, yeah, yeah. start off as, like, her just, it was, like, kind of just, like, a pyramid scheme? Totally, and it ended yeah. up being, like, a sex cult? Yeah. yeah. Busy Phillips has a, yeah, but, Busy but, Phillips has a really funny comment to, about it. They have to get to that point for them to be exposed. Right, you know, right. it has to be like criminal activity for them to get exposed because there's right. so many things like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. After I after I left, I started exploring like meditation stuff. I went to like a TM like intro session. Have you done like transcendental meditation? No, oh. it's like the David Lynch Foundation. Because I'm like, oh, David Lynch is so rad. I'm gonna go check out this like <laughs> David Lynch Foundation transcendental meditation like yeah. group thing. And it was like I just did the intro session, which was free. <laughs> and, yeah. And it all sounded pretty cool. I was like, okay, like maybe I'll give this stuff a try because I was like exploring different types of meditation, uh, really interested in it. And then at the end of the at the end of the thing, they're like, yeah. So um, you have like for like four meetups with like one of our coaches, it's thirteen fifty. And I was just like, and in my head, I was like, wow. $13.50 is a great no. deal. And then I was like, oh, $1,300. Yeah. I was like, no, 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 get out of here. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. Um, so yeah, TM is another kind of def- definite culty type of thing. But, <laughs> but also just like towing the line of like nothing they're doing is like criminal. It's just, right. You know what I mean? There's no... Um, yeah. It's just like taking advantage of people and like really kind of like 
vulnerable places where they're looking for something more in their they lives. Just and just, yeah, yeah and all these things. Yeah. yeah, which like uh, you look at like churches and stuff, and that's what, you know Scientology. Yeah, all these things. <laughs> the Catholic Church. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, no, for real though. For real, <laughs> it's a real thing. Yeah. Something. I mean, okay, so for me, whenever I heard people describe something, and I, like, you, this is obviously you were in a cult, but, like, whenever I hear people describe something as culty, like, mm-hmm. workout studios or whatever, I'm just like, yeah. don't, like, get mad at people for being, like, passionate about something. Right. Yeah, a lot yeah, of totally. people are passionate about stuff, and, like, people are like, ooh, it's culty. Yeah. Um, right. So for you, being, like, involved in, like, an actual cult mm. and feeling that type <laughs> yeah. of passion and, like, you're so involved so in-depthly... Mm-hmm. Do you have troubles now? Try, do you have troubles now where you get super passionate about something and you're like, am I in a cult again? Or like about anything? No, I don't think so. Because it's like I, you can, having gone through it, you pick up on all the red flags very right. fast. Where you can see people turning this thing into a cult. Like they are cultists right. in a sense. Where even though maybe like the structure isn't... Um, asking for that kind of devotion or anything, but people behave as though it, it were. Right. And then vice versa, where people are like manipulating people into right. it being a cult. Um, so yeah, there are obviously like culty things all over the place. Yeah. They're totally fine, totally like healthy. Yeah. Um, that's what I was saying earlier, where it's definitely a spectrum um, where there's like, there are totally benign narciss- pathological narcissists in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. But then there are also very dangerous ones. Right. Um, and so there are, you know, things that could be called like CrossFit. You know what I mean? Soul cycle. Yeah. 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 Any of those things. Yeah. But it's like, who are the who are the people at the, the helm of it? And right. like, what is the actual relationship going on? Right. And is it deteriorating this person's life or is it make like, Adding you know, something. are they benefiting from right. it? Right. Um, so it's just like the, the quality of whatever right. that thing is. Going to um, price spin classes is different than yeah, having your yeah. heart and soul ripped out. Yeah, right. totally. Yeah. And just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Unless, you know, you're, like, really, like, getting addicted to cycling. <laughs> and, like, this person's, like, guilt-tripping you it's for not. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> up, Susan. Like, right? I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll bike faster. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can feel it in your heart. Yeah, who knows? I'm sure some people have fallen into soul cycle cults before. <laughs> like, I'm sure it's. I did training out for. Out of all of the soul cycles in the world, guaranteed one oh, of yeah. them is like a crazy cult. For sure. I did training for a spin studio here, and I. It's like the experience that I had in the training weekend was like they were like, okay, tell us about something in your life that was traumatic. And you oh, like God. just met these 10 people, and they yeah. like, their goal is to make you cry, and you're like, I remember being like, flag, I don't yeah, think this yeah, is an appro- this yeah. is like the right way to bring totally. this up. Yeah, yeah. They just like wanted everybody to bond instantly and that's the yeah. only way they could figure but out wasn't- which, you, which you can't do. Also, yeah, that's a good point actually because um, I draw this comparison to like uh, like soldiers when they are going to like war or something and this kind of like bond that they feel for one another right. and um a similar thing took place in this studio where you feel so close and so attached to these people after a certain yeah. time of being there, but you're bonding because you're going through a shared trauma. Right. And that is like so profound. Uh, 
because it doesn't like it doesn't happen often where you go through this really traumatic experience and like it's it's the same thing with like soldiers where you are literally like on the precipice of like death like you are right. maybe going to die and so every like your your body just going through all these insane things like the adrenaline everything going through you is just like everything's so heightened um, and like sharing that experience with someone, you just like mm-hmm. instantly just like bond to them because you're mm-hmm. so open and vulnerable and just like <sighs> yeah. Um, so when you keep doing that with this same group of people, you just get so attached to them. Um, and that, that's the thing. Like the other people there are like smart people. They're good mm-hmm. people. They're like really like some. I'm still friends with like a bunch of them. Um, but you still have a relationship with people that are still there. I have a relationship. Uh, with people who are out of the cult and um, the people who are still in it, like um, it's like hard to to maintain any kind of like relationship with. Because there's a, a handful that I've like reached out to to talk to about, and like I've basically talked about everything I've been talking about mm-hmm. now with them, um, and they're just like. They're open to it, but it seems like the, yeah, it's kind of like blocked off a bit. Right. Um, I imagine it gets harder the longer you're there, too. Totally. At this and point, you've, d- you've invested given so, so much of your life yeah, to yeah. admit that you have been lied to for so long. Yes, it's hard. It would be really hard. Yeah. And uh, there, w- I have just heard, I don't know about this for sure, but um, from what I've heard from people who have left since... Uh, that this the person because like I was saying there was like a mass exodus a bunch of people left mm-hmm. um, they spun it around to say that it was because of like our like racism and sexism and all this bullshit that we just didn't want to deal with and like all of this stuff that like was like too so you were bad people yeah yeah we were bad people for, for leaving anything. yeah exactly yeah so then obviously everyone in it thinks that if they leave they're going to they're be bad, bad people. people so they're not going to do that <laughs> so like you know what I mean like it went yeah. Is it only one person that runs this whole actor's studio? Yeah, it's one person, and then they have a like a handful of coaches under them. Um, but it's like uh, there is a clear hierarchy, right? And they are taught like uh, one of the coaches has left, mm-hmm. um, and we've talked a ton. Like we've talked about their experience with it, and they were like essentially taught like how to manipulate um, people. That was like, you know, like very, that was like an open discussion between them. It was just like, you know, just like manipulation tactics. Wow. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm. Super, super good. So you've been out for a year and yeah. a half. Yeah. 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 Last, you're feeling. Yeah. Feeling really great, actually. Um, good. Reorienting been... things toward my own stuff. Yeah. I've like <laughs> made, like I finished two short films since I've left. Right. I like. Um, yeah, I've been I've been working on like a feature, and, and you just got some good news about your one of your shorts. Yeah, I just won. Um, yeah, so I, I I just had a short at this new Toronto festival called Pendance. Mm-hmm. The short's called Repossessed Homes. It's, it's like really a horror. Funny. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's a horror comedy, and then we won Best Canadian Short at Pendance. And then today, I just found out we got into the um, Brussels International Fantastic Film Festival. Yay! It's called. Yeah. That's awesome. Which is like a, a really amazing genre festival. It's like one of the top few. So it's like pretty exciting. That's great. Yeah. Are you going to Toronto Short Film Festival? Um, when is that? I don't know. I don't, it's in it's March. Like, My sister's in it. Yeah. That's why. I was oh, wondering. sweet. Yeah, I didn't apply. That was yeah. I that was the other thing where it was like it. Uh, not to like blame everything on this place but it was just kind of like took away a lot of uh 
I don't want to say motivation, but it was like in a similar vein where I would just like, like I had, I was sitting on the short film for a long time and just wasn't really putting it out there. I wasn't really applying or I wasn't really pushing it because like, my energy was so focused on this thing that that kind of took a backseat. Right. Like that somehow this short film that I got a grant from Bravo to make all of a sudden wasn't as important as this studio. That's which, crazy. Yeah, right? It's, yeah, it's nuts. Uh, and so just kind of like reorienting myself and being like, oh, these are my priorities. This is where I actually need to right. be um, has been great. And yeah, again, like meditation has been such a key part in that. And like also a key part in blocking out um, kind of like external voices mm-hmm. and just kind of like discovering what my actual voice is and like what's going on with me yeah. on my own yeah. um, instead of just like listening to sort of bad advice from, from you know, whoever or yeah. where it's coming from and just kind of like kind of just figuring out like what I need to be doing and not succumb to like any kind of industry pressure or any kind of like mm-hmm. um, pressure from like agents or any, you know, any of that stuff. Like mm-hmm. what, like what are we, like, what am I actually doing by making films, by, like, performing in these things? Like, mm-hmm. even my relationship with auditioning has changed, like, pretty uh, pretty drastically in the last year and a bit. Because I, I realized, like, even the projects I was going out for, I put, like, there was so much pressure and so much emphasis on, like, these auditions and stuff. And I was like, these roles I'm going out for and the projects I'm going out for are not actually, like, the things I want to be making. No, exactly. Like, I literally would just be doing this to make money to then work on stuff I actually want to work right. on. Right. Um, yeah. What is that thing? Or, or get to, like, an, another role that I do want to work Like, as right. a stepping block. Yeah. yeah. But there was so much, like, anxiety and pressure and, like, rejections, all that around, mm-hmm. like, auditioning. I was like, I don't even have that much value. I don't place that much value yeah. on these things. Right. It's like, why is this affecting me so much? Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so just like little things like that, but that's a pretty big thing. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's right, but that's it's a like big but, way that, especially as an actor and working in TV and film, it's a pretty big part of your life. Totally, is auditioning. Yeah. Totally. So it's a, a radical change on how you view your career or how yeah. you view right. work. Right. Wow. And then not it not having it. Um, I think another big part was just that that kind of like revelation, if you want to call it, was just like really. Uh, I don't want to say easy. It was just like a, it happened like simply mm. there. It wasn't this big dramatic, like, Oh my God, I discovered this incredible thing about myself. And I start crying and like, wow, like which <laughs> happens in class. People just break down, like roll around, you know what I mean? Whatever they do. Uh, I know it's crazy. It's just like, it it's like a religious experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's crazy. I totally understand all of those like hilarious, like, uh, religious videos where they like you know exercise shit or whatever from them like and they're like push them over and then they like fall back into the crowd and like oh my god yeah yeah <laughs> like, I get it now um, yeah it's so funny wow yeah yeah <laughs> well congrats on your short film well, thank you. the Brussels are you yeah, gonna yeah. go. Uh, that's the conversation right now. I don't know. I hope to go. Um, we'll see. But yeah, like we, we got kind of hung up on that thing and not talking about how all the other ways that being an artist is killing me. That's but, okay. Yeah, but, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, depending on the budget, we'll see. I hope to go. That yeah. would be amazing. I haven't been to Brussels, so I'd love to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have to ask you the question. Oh, yeah. What's is that? being an artist fucking killing you? <laughs> being a cult member was right, killing yeah, him. Yeah, being a cult member was <laughs> killing me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I don't know if... Uh, 
I would say no, it's not killing me per se. Um, but there were there were paths that I could have gone down that would have definitely killed me. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so it's just like finding a way to to uh, like. Re- realize why it's so important to you like why are you doing this in the first place like what are the things you're actually like standing up for and and the things you believe in um and then once you're kind of like in that space everything is like everything's pretty great and like you can sort of uh build your life around that and and find ways to have what you're doing just support that trajectory instead Mm -hmm. and then and then it becomes less of a burden like you know having serving jobs or whatever just becomes um just seeing those as like a a means to this other thing as opposed Mm -hmm. to this thing that's distracting me from you know being this like amazing artist that i should be doing all the time it's (laughs) like no it's like allowing me to do this thing i love doing um so i'm just like grateful being grateful for all those experiences instead of seeing them as like things that are keeping you from it Um, yeah but yeah, so like I, as much as I can complain about like you know rent and things like that, it's just like it's unnecessary things sometimes. It's um, <laughs> yeah. a good answer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, Great. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Great. Awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm feeling very shocked and awed. And right. also educated about cults. Yeah. Oh, great. I'm do so I, glad like, I'm I can like, help. Do I, be- do I belong to a cult? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this a cult? Yeah. Do you have, like, draw any weird connections to, like, past parts of your life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a directed question, Corinne. Yeah. Maybe it'll come up in another episode. Keep listening. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you were so great. Thank you guys so much um, for listening. And if you have any thoughts or you've had a similar experience, get at us. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, Go follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on iTunes. Um, And if you're feeling extremely good today, then go donate to our Patreon. Yeah. With love. Thank you. Have a great day.